Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Life topics the way I see them. I'm your host, Nina Perez. I am here to challenge and transform your thinking. No excuses. Let's do this. Welcome back, Straight Talkers. This is your host, Nina Perez, and I'm glad you're here with me today. You know, I was um, reading some things, and I realized that I have... A ways to go, you know, before I can actually call myself completely free from the prison of unforgiveness and anger and stuff. You know, as I was writing my book, um, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life, I realized that there was a lot of things in there that I did not realize I was still holding on to. You know, I um, started writing about you know, my childhood and a lot of the things I went through there and it was very painful. And so I had to stop writing for like a couple of days to re- to pray and rest and heal. And then I would get back on it and start writing more and then pray and rest and heal and so on and so forth. And that happened throughout the whole book. And I didn't realize how many things were still, you know, lingering and hurting me and, um, things that hurt me and things that I was holding on to, um, you know, and, you know, just kind of being in this place of unforgiveness. And I was um, reading the the Bible, I like to read the Bible, there's a lot of great wisdom in there. And um, I was reading about the the parable of the unforgiving uh, servant, which was in Matthew 18, 21 through 25. And as I'm reading that, you know, um, I realized that, man, I have a lot to learn still about this forgiveness thing, right? So, you know, there is um, this unforgiving servant. So what happened was, is that he owed a lot of money, you know, let's say about, I don't know, let's say 100,000, because I really don't know um, what, you know, how much talents are, I would have to look that up. But he, okay, so he owned, he owed only like 10,000 talents, okay? And he couldn't pay that, right? So he went to his master and his master, you know, um, 
you know, ordered him and his wife and his children to be sold so that he can get his money back. But the servant, you know, he kind of fell on his knees and was like, no, 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 please. You know, I'm so sorry. I don't have it. Please don't do this. Don't, you know, don't sell my children. Don't sell me. Don't, you know, I'll do whatever I can to pay you back everything. Please, please don't do this. So his master was moved with compassion and he said to him, okay, all right, fine. You know what? I forgive you your debt. You don't owe me anything. Like, you don't owe me a thing. And he only owed 10,000 talents, right? But he couldn't pay it. So, you know, the master or the, um, you know, the, the guy he had owed the money to was like, you know what? Fine. You, we won't arrest your children. We won't arrest you. We won't do any of that. You are forgiven of your debt. No worries. But then, you know, he was like, whoa, thank you so much, whatever, right? He walks out. He's like, yes, you know, I'm sure he's thinking I got forgiven for my debt. I am on top of the world. I am the, the man. I got this. I am free indeed. Then he goes out and he bumps into another uh, dude that owed him money, right? So he goes up to that dude and he's like, yo, where's my money? You know, and the, the guy's like, um, uh, you know, I, I'm so sorry. Um, please have any you know, patience with me. I will pay you. Um, uh, you know, and he went on and on. And and you know what the guy did? He refused to forgive him. And he went and put that poor guy into prison until he could pay his debt. Like you were just forgiven your debt. Yet you are putting this guy in prison for not being able to pay your debt. And 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 the twist here is that the guy who owed him money actually owed him way less than he owed his master. So he was actually forgiven more than what he was willing to forgive. And that was like, ooh, okay. So then the, the people who were around there kind of heard about what happened and they went back to the master and said, you would not believe what this guy just did. You forgave him of his debt and he went and took the guy that owed him like $100. He owed you like 10000 This guy owed him like $100. And he put him in prison. And the master was furious. He was like, are you kidding me? He is, he's wicked. That is wrong. So he calls the guy in. He goes, I forgave you of all of your debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had had on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he can pay all of his debt. I'm like, wow. Verse 35 says, so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from his heart. And I just started thinking, not only is it bad, right, that he didn't forgive the other person's debt. But you know, we have to think about this because sometimes people do things to us that are really hard to forgive. But we also do a lot of shenanigans and stuff that we would like somebody to forgive us for. And I think unforgiveness at the end of the day will imprison you. You know, when you are sitting there and and, and you're self-righteous and you're unforgiveness and you are just, you know, not willing to yield to somebody else or to or to yield to even your own emotions about unforgiving, you actually leave yourself in prison. You know, this guy was completely free. He was completely free and free of debt, which means he didn't even have to pay that back. But because he could not look past himself and forgive somebody else, 
because he's been forgiven, he imprisoned himself. And so I think that when we don't forgive others, we imprison ourselves, meaning we actually close ourselves off. We are the ones that keep ourselves captive in our thoughts and in our mindsets and in the way we behave, in the way we treat others, in the way we treat our relationships, the way we treat our work, the way we treat our friends. Because we are sitting there in this bitterness and this unforgiveness and this frustration and this the self-righteousness where we think we are better than the other people because, you know, they did it to us. And so we were good people and you weren't. And so therefore we are unforgiving and unrelenting. We are not hurting anybody. We're hurting ourselves. We put ourselves in prison. We're the ones that are still tied to that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done thing that was done to us. We are still tied to it. You know, for many years, I was tied to my stepfather for molesting me, right? So I was so bitter and angry. And it's not like I thought about it every day. And it's not like I got up every day and was like, Oh, yeah, I remember when he touched me. No. The point was, is that because of that hurt, and that you know, uh, unworthiness feeling and that, you know, self-conscious feeling that I had built through that wrong that was done to me, I was tied to it because I treated everybody poorly, including myself. I treated everyone poorly, including myself. Because when you are living in anger and frustration and, um, and this bitterness and this unworthiness that you have within you, you are first of all hurting yourself. And then that is an outward expression when you hurt others. And I realized that the reason for that was I was tied to him and what he did to me. I was tied to it because I didn't release it. I didn't release it and therefore it was controlling me and it had imprisoned me in all of my relationships. I looked at everyone like they were going to do something to me. I looked at everyone like they were going to hurt me. I, it, you know, I looked at everyone like manipulators and deceivers and users. And that is not true, guys. That is not true. Not everyone is like that. Maybe the person who did whatever they did to you is, but not everybody is like that. And that's what happens when we start to just hold on to this anger and unforgiveness as we cause this imprisonment in our own lives and in our own minds where we are sitting there just uh, tied and bound up with what these people have done to us or what we have done to ourselves. I've spoken to people who are... Um, who were uh, um, alcoholics or drug users, and they're always like, well, I did it to myself, and they feel unworthy. Well, I, you know, I can't be around that because I did it to myself, and I can't be mad at them because I did it to myself. Yes, okay, you made a decision that you did something to yourself, and you hurt yourself. Got it. But you don't have to be there anymore. You don't have to live like that anymore. It is not your truth anymore. That's why I kind of don't agree with this um, 
this uh, philosophy. Like I have a friend who is a recovering alcoholic and she said, well, I'm always an alcoholic. I'm just recovering. I'm like, no, you are not an alcoholic anymore. That is the point. You are free from it. You know, I don't like that because it keeps you bound to alcoholism. It keeps saying you're still an alcoholic. Don't forget, you're still an alcoholic. No, you're not. You are free from being an alcoholic. You are free from it. You know, like I was always, you know, well, you know how I am. Uh, you know, I'm just angry. I'm just bitter. That's who I am. No, I am not bitter or angry. That is not who I am. That is who I used to be. So um, I just encourage you that if you're holding on to anger and bitterness and unforgiveness, to let it go. Don't imprison yourself. You're imprisoning yourself. And whoever has done anything to you, let them go. Forgive them. It's done. It's done. Now, what they do with that is their business. But you don't need to imprison yourselves by unforgiving others when you yourself have probably been forgiven for quite a few things, big things and small things. I know I have because I know with my bitterness and unforgiveness and relentless behavior having to be right, I hurt people too, you know, and I've had to humble myself and ask for forgiveness and I was forgiven. And so therefore, I just have to forgive because I refuse to live in prison. I refuse to live in prison. Not one more day, not me. So I encourage you to be merciful. I encourage you to look at the person who owes you something, like you feel they owe you something, let it go. Let them go. That does not mean that you have to have them in your life, especially if it's someone who was poisonous to you or someone who hurt you in a really bad way and you know you can't trust them. I'm not telling you to go ahead and sing Kumbaya and go have some like, you know, Sundays with them. But what I'm saying is, is that you yourself need to release it. You yourself need to break those chains and you yourself have to be free. And the only way to do that is to say, here you go. I am done. I release it. That is it. I will not one more day hold on to this nonsense. Not one more day. I am free and free indeed. So this is my thought on unforgiveness. This is my thought on um, moving forward and being relentless for your life and how you want to transform to be positive. So I hope that you take my words and that you apply it to your life in whatever way it is necessary and that you realize and understand that, yes, I know some people have done some pretty horrid things and sometimes it is really hard, like really, really hard to let somebody go when they have done something so disgustingly bad to you. I get it. Huh? Do I get it? You know, I had to struggle with for many years about my ex, you know, peeing on me and spitting on me and beating me and nearly putting me in the ground by putting a gun to my head. So believe me when I tell you, I know how hard it is, but I can also tell you being on the other end of it, that I can speak to you freely because I am not a prisoner of that anymore. No more of that has power over me. And that's why I can speak it the way I do. That's why I can testify the way I do. That's why I can come to you and say, do not be that. Don't be that person that holds on to that. Not one more day. You are worth it. You are worth it. And you do not need to be imprisoned because someone said so. And you believed it as your truth. That is a lie. So I encourage you, if you haven't read my book yet, it is called Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. And I'm telling you, my goal with writing my autobiography and writing this book was to encourage you, to encourage people to look at life and say, you know what? Dang, this girl has been through quite a bit. 
So have I, and she has overcome and moved forward, and so will I, and not one minute will I be a prisoner any longer. So you have a wonderful, blessed day full of victories. Don't you dare let those chains stay on you not one more minute. For right now, you release it. For right now, you let it go, and you say no more. Not me, not today, not anymore. This is your host, Nina Perez, praying that you have a fabulous day. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.